Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast with your hosts, Jessica Gaines and Noodle the Pig. On this podcast, we will discover what it means to live a wildly surrendered life, wholly connected to inner peace, while having the courage to get dirty and play full out on this amazing, magical playground we call Earth. Hi, I'm Jessica Gaines, animal communicator, intuitive channel, soul coach, and energy healer. My co-host and pet pig Noodle is a wise teacher, powerful joy igniter, and a master at playing in other dimensions while being fully grounded here on earth. We will explore the journey of spiritual awakening. I will channel Noodle as often as he would like the mic, sharing his perspective, interviewing guests, and participating in roundtable discussions. Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast. Let's play. Noodle butt. Hello, beautiful friends. Hello, hello. Noodle says hello. (laughs) You know, it's funny, as I've been doing this podcast, it is it is helping me remain consistent with my priorities. And it it forces me in a very gentle way to sit down and channel noodle and what is happening is it's much easier. It's much more connected. He's, he's here immediately. What I find happens with courage to follow your full self-expression doors open when you say yes, and you jump into the unknown. Once you get to steps three and four doors open for you that just weren't available in step one, it just wasn't possible. You're in a different world, but you can't see it. You can't control it. You can't figure it out. You can't know step four when you're at step one. You have to trust and surrender and take the leap. And then the doors of possibility and options begin to open. So this relationship with Noodle is strengthening my ability to channel And my ability to articulate what is coming through is strengthening. So I didn't intend for this, but this little, this little intro right here is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Surrender. What does it even mean? What the heck is surrender? We hear that word thrown around so much. We hear it all over the spiritual community. We hear it in religious communities, um, we're not going to be talking about organized religion per se, but you know, in in multiple areas of society, we hear that word, surrender, surrender, surrender. What does that mean? We're going to be talking in the spiritual capacity today. Oh, surrender. <laughs> As I'm looking at my desk, y'all, this desk needs to be surrendered to somebody. <laughs> There is some stuck energy in this desk that is ready to be cleared. I'm making a commitment to you right now. You all are my silent accountability partners. You pick something as well. And um, this desk will be a whole different world when um, on the next episode. I'll check in with you on that. (laughs) Oh, so surrender. Hmm. Hmm. Surrender, (laughs) 
I'm going to talk about what it's like in the beginning and then we'll get into it gets easier and and the fun and the play in it. But generally in the beginning, when you are, you know, at the first cycle of your life, well, the first cycle of your life, you're, you're, you're born in divine perfect order and then then society and and parental energies and all of the things begin to be put upon you, which is all part of your soul growth. And then it's in that next phase that um, you generally live a life where you feel like you can control it all. So before surrender, you feel like you can control and figure out the outcomes of things. You feel like you can overly plan. Even I wasn't a planner, but I did think it was all me doing it. It was the little me. Um, feeling like I needed to figure it out. A lot of feeling like I needed to figure it out. And then, you know, came the needing to numb all of that with drugs and alcohol. Um, So generally, unless you're smarter than me, (laughs) generally, in order to get to that first stage of surrender, it's got to be bad enough. You know, if you are if you are living in unconsciousness and living through solely your ego and personality, and everything's going good, there's nothing to change. You need a catalyst for growth. I mean, if you, you know, now it's a different story for me. I'm living in perfect harmony and I thrive on the growth. And so I seek it. But before, when you're living fully in personality and ego, the suffering is a gift because it is your catalyst for surrender. And I had to have a whole lot of suffering before I finally, it's not even an admission. It's like there was no, nothing else that I could do other than realize my life is unmanageable and I have no control over this. And I must surrender to something bigger than myself. What's so beautiful about the synchronicities of the universe is that it's like none of this was really a mental decision. So as I know I'm needing to surrender, there's a foundation that's being built behind the scenes of a realization of what I need to surrender to. So as you build your own foundation, you begin to trust that and you don't need to listen to other people as much. You begin to trust that foundation. And as I, it's like, what are you surrendering to? There is a trust of divine right, perfect order that the universe is forever playing out as it discovers itself. There is a perfect order of creation and destruction and expansion 
I'm seeing it right now as if you're kneading dough and the dough continues to expand. Everything is just falling in on itself and being born anew always and forever, eternally. And when I say forever, forever is an eternal state of being. We sometimes see the word forever as a linear and literal timeline where it means stretching out for a long time. And its original intent meaning what is coming through right now is dropping you into eternity, eternal deep presence of the now where there is no time. When you begin to connect with the divine right order of creation and all that is, there is a rhythm to it. Hmm. There is a recognition from your soul. There is an exhale. And you begin to build a foundation of which you can surrender into. As you build that foundation, you begin to trust more. You begin to do the work. You begin to follow the nudges. You begin to follow the little gut responses, the intuitive hits, the feelings of, oh, I'm supposed to do this next, or, oh, this thing is for me, or, oh, this thing just dropped into my reality, and I feel curious and interested around it. You begin to follow those. (laughs) And for a while, it can get very confusing of what to follow. Is this the thing to follow? Is that the thing to follow? Because we're still in our, is it right or wrong? (laughs) And as I look back on that experience, I see that there's no other choice to be made other than every choice that I made in every moment up to this moment. (laughs) It's as though in this present moment, I have a choice. And the moment the choice is made, there is no other choice that could have happened based on everything that has happened up to this point. It is really a beautiful synchronistic universe that can be cra- you can be cradled into. Even the death and destruction, the abuse on the human level that feels and looks so horrific, Something is happening on an eternal evolving that must happen. As you fall into surrender more and more, it's a trust. It's a hearing the nudge and trusting the step. Knowing when I begin to worry about steps three, four, and five, I know that I'm in my head and it's time to get back in my heart. And when I choose not to do step one, I know that's okay too. It's not even procrastination. It's a 
It's a delay because it's really the only choice that you can make in that moment. And when you get to the point in your journey where you can be more brave, you will. Because you weren't supposed to until you were able to. (laughs) It's also divinely perfect. As you develop more foundation of surrender, of letting go of the outcome. You know, now when I go into interactions, as much as I can remember, I summon my conscious mind and say, as I enter into this interaction, may all involved be in full love and divine right order for the highest and best of all involved with the easiest, most grateful outcome that is of divine right order. And I can let the rest go. I am not in charge of the outcome. I want for me what God wants for me. And the term God means for me, it's just a pointer to the most (laughs) intangible, unnameable, unconditional, immerseful love, the stitching of everything that is. I want for me what God wants for me. All false desire falls away. Therefore, when a desire is in my heart, I know this is an intuitive hit from God. God is in my feet. God is in my hands. God is in my heart. God is in my throat. God is in my mouth. God is in my mind. God is in my eyes, in my ears, in my fingertips. Mm. I walk with God. God is in me. God uses my full expression and takes action through me. As I begin to fall into that surrender more and more, your life becomes more fulfilling. It becomes more full. You become to be able, you can take more action. You actually feel like you have more control over your life, although it's not your control. You take more action because you don't have to worry about the results. (laughs) You don't have to figure out the outcome You don't have to control the results. You're not desperately attempting to orchestrate everything. I know in every cell of my being that the outcome is for the best for everyone involved in highest good possible. And I know that because I have done the work and I continue to do the work to cement that into my cells. And the more I uplevel my thoughts, the safer I am in my body and the safer I am in my body, the more access I have to uplevel my thoughts. My thoughts are instant prayers to God. Our words are so extremely powerful. They literally create a reality. Being safe in our nervous system and our thoughts create our reality. The more I fall into surrender and make choices and take steps 
based on not needing to control the outcome, I build that foundation of trust. And what I have found in order to stay consistent, because I would just go through cycles um, of, you know, there for a while I, I might have just one good week in a month um, or even a couple of good days. And then it, it got shorter. The cycles got shorter and it was maybe every two weeks and then maybe every other week and then maybe every few days. And now I can honestly say that I don't have bad days. I really don't even have bad moments because I can sit in my uncomfortableness and I am no longer afraid of suffering, of fear. I'm not saying it's not hard and I'm not saying I do it perfectly because I don't. And I'm not saying I do it all the time, but the more you drop into it over and over and over to be able to sit in the uncomfortable feelings, release your thoughts from them, and just allow the emotion to run through your body and it's like, sometimes I'll just, I feel the urges. I'll sit. I can feel the urge to want to get up, get something to drink, get a snack, go to the bathroom, distract myself, grab my phone, walk into the other room for absolutely no reason. <laughs> then you're, then my mind will, oh, but you've got that appointment that you've got to put in your phone. And I just watch all of those urges. And I feel inside my body. I know that I am safe. And the more I do that, the more I can fall into surrender. And what I have found is what has helped me shorten and now consistently be in cycles of feeling good is living on my edge living in my full expression to the best of my ability. Because when I'm not living in my full expression and I am feel stifled, I begin to feel imprisoned by my life circumstances, my surroundings, and my own inner being. And I get into lower vibrational emotions. And which is beautiful. It's not a wrong path. It's exactly the right path because those are signals to you. This is signals to you for surrender. It's what was happening before in my life, but I had to let it get real, real bad. Now I don't have to let it get that bad. And I can go into those and I can feel it and I can scream and I can cry and I can yell. I can feel the frustration. The living on my edge, what is happening here is each day, if I can do something new, to the external, it doesn't matter the thing. To the external world, it might look big, it might look small. It's your intention around, it's tuning into yourself and knowing what your edge is that's moving towards the full expression of your authentic soul. And I do, and maybe I don't do it every day. Maybe I do it, you know, maybe one day that's doing nothing and resting and allowing myself to relax. That's my edge, <laughs> allowing myself to not take action. The more I do that, I can see that I, the imprisoning of myself doesn't happen. 
and I don't get low and I don't get to the point where, um, I have to like fully tap out of my life for a couple of days. I don't have to do that anymore because I'm listening. The consistency is happening by doing something that's living at my edge. You know, it's, it's, it's taking a step that feels scary. It, it's first tuning into the intention of the step because the step is an intuitive knowing that moves you towards the fullest expression of your soul. And the living on the edge, (laughs) when you take that step, it's like thinking about it like this. When you go to bed that night, would you be disappointed that you didn't take that step? How, what would it feel like at the end of the night? If you took the step, what would it feel like in my body? If it's the step to take, I I know by the end of the day, I will feel fulfilled. I will feel satisfied. I will feel happy. I will feel, I will feel purposeful. And so to actually take that step feels exhilarating. Fear and nervousness now to me is I'm beginning to shift it into realizing it's the same vibration as exhilaration. It's just um, on a higher spectrum of it. It's just the flip side of it when I take away the story. Hmm. And the more consistently I do something to live on my edge that moves me in the full in the direction of the fullest expression of my soul, I feel free. And when I feel free, I feel connected. And when I feel connected, I don't go into the downward spiral. Hmm. You know, just recently, so <laughs> now what happens gosh and this is even maybe just in the last couple of weeks really up leveling into being excited about growth knowing that on the flip side of growth if you if you're in resistance of it it causes suffering but really being able to tune into my eternal soul's experience and whatever is Showing up in my life is a catalyst for connection and growth. And knowing that is the most, this isn't something to get out of the way and then everything can be good. It is the most important thing in my life. It is my greatest teacher in that moment. What has been happening very recently, my consciousness has been shifting very quickly to the point where everything around me looks different. I am seeing out of different eyes And all of a sudden, clutter that felt extremely challenging to get rid of before just cannot exist in my energy field anymore. And I'm I'm beginning to easily get rid of it where before it felt extremely challenging. Um, I want to give you an example of a lesson where, you know, everything in my energy field is here to teach me a lesson. So I want to give you a, a real life tangible example of that. So... I have many plants. Over the past couple of years, it has felt really good to bring plants home, to fill my home with life and color and texture and and beings to care for. That has felt really good. And I, I connect with each of those plants. I connect with each of those beings. 
I channel them. They tell me their names. I call them by name. We have a relationship. But what I've begun to notice is I began to get attached to these plants to the point where I felt sick if I allowed one to die and I didn't don't even want to throw it in the garbage if it if a plant dies I want to cut it up and sprinkle it around my yard um, honor it give it thanks which is a beautiful beautiful thing but I could feel the fear and the attachment underneath that and me not wanting to let go me me feeling like something had gone wrong like I had gone wrong And what the plants have been teaching me is, you know, them coming into my life was about connection, not about me attaching to this current form that they are in because their energy is continually transforming. This is the lesson actually that they came here to teach me. The beginning was the connection. And then the the second piece of it was the releasing attaching to form, releasing, um, releasing the fear of death, releasing the sorrow of death, releasing the feeling that something has gone wrong. So there is a particular plant that I have named Slay. Her leaves look like dragon wings. She's absolutely beautiful. And when she came home with me, I asked, um, you know, what was she here to teach me? And I didn't even ask, what is she here to teach me? She just told me that um, she was here for me to be bold. She had a very, she has a very bold energy, doesn't take any shit. (laughs) Uh, That's why her name is Slay. (laughs) And... (laughs) It's very interesting because she began to lose leaves. She now only has one leaf left. And I finally, she had these, these little white fuzzies on her. And I finally Googled what that meant. And it's, I think it's a mealy worm. It's some type of uh, worm that is eating and killing her. And it said that it can be extremely hard to get rid of and they can transfer to your other plant. So if, if possible, if you don't have, you know, there's not monetary value or sentimental value to the plant. It's best to dispose of it so that they don't transfer to the other plants. And it's very interesting that this has come up while I am in this um, massive shift of releasing stuck energy and stuck items from my house. And what's also very interesting, two other plants actually that have died that I've just sat out on my patio, like this is all happening at the same time. Therefore, there, this is a push for me to release stuck energy from my house, which releases stuck energy from me. And what Slay told me was, I need to release her. She wants me to cut her up and sprinkle her around my yard and give thanks at first I thought, I'll just put her on the patio table. And that is, that is a beautiful action. However, it all comes back to intention. She says, no, because what my intention in this moment to put her on the patio table is, is putting it 
out of sight, out of mind, so I don't have to do what needs to be done because it feels bad. She is asking me to face it, to face death, to face attachment, to face pain of feeling like I am doing something that I shouldn't to another living being, to face all of that, to face my attachment to her form, to face the attachment I have made with these plants that are bringing up, you know, pieces of my inner child that wanted connection. She is asking me to release all of that while I cut her up and sprinkle her about to be returned to the earth. She is not attached to her form. She is not attached to a fear of death. She is simply transforming. This was her, (laughs) this was her purpose here on earth. She chose to come here with me. Her, her beingness is this lesson. All souls and all energy is so interconnected in unconditional love, which naturally and ornately and organically teaches one another lessons. It's not a self-sacrificing type thing. It just is because that's what we're doing here. Everything is evolving We are learning what is unconditional love. That is why everything has to happen. Every perspective has to be experienced by every other perspective. It's why bad, what we would consider bad things happening. She's telling me I must face it and release her in this manner so that I can release my attachment to these fears. That's all from a houseplant. Your life gets to have meaning. Everything is teaching you something. Everything in my energy field, meaning in my world and my surroundings, is my greatest teacher. One more story of beings in my energy field teaching me. Um, About a month ago, I had an extraterrestrial race come to me. I I had asked the intention that I want to get more comfortable in the void, the void of creation, the void of God, the the dark blackness of unmanifested delight, energy, and life. The unmanifested. Actually, they're saying right now life is in the manifested. It's the, it's the uh, prior to life, the unmanifested. Oh, it's the before life. I want to get comfortable, more comfortable sitting in deeper layers of that space. And so an extraterrestrial race came to me and said that they would be my teacher. But in order to do that, I needed to make it a priority. And I haven't made it a priority. So cut to earthworms began to come into my world. 
I would see them in the mornings when I would walk. Multiple occasions, earthworms coming into my field, and I realized they were inviting me in to teach me how to be in the void. And when I connected with the earthworms, ooh, hmm. When I connected with the earthworms, they showed me how they live in the void. It's a, it's one layer. It's deeper than a human experience because they're blind. They were showing me what it feels like to have your greatest sensation or your only sensation be touch. It was extremely intense. It was erotic. It was blissful and it was hard to stay in because it was so intense. I kept popping out of it. They said they're here. That's part of being in the void is being able to hold the capacity of the bliss and the unknown and letting go of your mind. And so they were here to teach me. Um, Dolphins came to me as well and took me deep, deep into the waters It was another layer of experiencing the void. And what I realized in those moments that when I set the intention of learning a lesson and it is in my highest divine right order, that the universe will bring it to me in whatever form I will sign the permission slip of learning it in. (laughs) So in my linear, literal human mind, you know, I had on my to-do list, I needed to go back and connect with these extraterrestrial beings, which is hilarious. I mean, we're talking about some of the most far out stuff right now. And I can still put my human constraints on it that now it's this heavy thing that I've got on my to-do list. What I realized was no, they just sent another form that felt lighter and easier for me to connect with. So the lesson is being learned. It doesn't matter the form. The form that is sent is the one that you can experience. (laughs) You know, I'm in the point of surrender where all the cells in my body are settling. Feeling the experience of wholeness within my skeletal system. And I would invite you to contemplate with your heart and imagine what is the word, what does peace feel like to you inside your system? For me now, that word is wholeness. What does the energy of peace, of, I don't even want to name it, just tuning in to your own body, to your own heart, and noticing what's there, and naming it in the most neutral way possible, without as much story as possible. What is the word that you would use to describe the energy? What word points to the feeling 
the experience of it. Noodle is coming in, and I actually recorded this segment already, and it somehow is not there. And so we're doing it again, and this is a perfect example because in the moment I felt complete frustration and then I tune into there is a reason to do this again potentially noodle has a different message there's also a lesson in here for me to welcome with open arms, the feeling of frustration and see what it has for me. So what does the feeling of frustration have for me in this moment? Mm, A feeling of I didn't do it right. A feeling of that was the perfect message and now they're never going to hear what Noodle said. (laughs) It was so good and now I'm doing it wrong. It's not right and I'm doing it wrong. They're not going to see how good I am and how good he is and how powerful this is. (laughs) I've lost it. I've lost it all. A feeling of wanting to be good enough, wanting to be worthy, wanting to be liked, wanting to feel connected, wanting to feel fully expressed. And feeling as though that has been squashed or squandered. Mm, Jessica, I accept you in this moment. I accept the feelings of frustration and I understand them and it's okay. It's okay to feel frustrated. I know that it is out of wanting love. And in that moment, thinking that the only way to get it is by having that piece work out perfectly. And you don't want to take more time. (laughs) Mm, Bringing me back into the eternal stillness of the present moment. Mm, Thank you for this lesson. Mm. Frustration, I understand you. I see you. I accept you. And now I release you. I release you upon the fire of Christ consciousness and I walk free. I release all falsehood. Any records of falsehood in my subconscious mind, I release you now. I smash and demolish you with my spoken word and I throw you upon the dusty heap from whence you came, as you were born of the vain imaginings of me. And I now create true records within my subconscious and the Christ within of health, wealth, abundance, and perfect self-expression. And so it is. 
I thank you, God, for my life. I thank you, God, for the power of my word and its connection with you. Mm, so Noodle. <laughs> so I laugh when Noodle comes in. It is an organic, natural expression that raises my vibration. Oh, hi, buddy. Mm, this is the lesson. Is this the lesson you wanted to teach? <laughs> surrender, surrender. I surrender to this present moment. This is what he is teaching on surrender. Mm. <laughs> He's showing me the chasm of eternal darkness. Mm. He's showing before life, before creation. showing inside the mind of God the quiet stillness before the seed of the seedling is even born surrendering into a blanket of stars being wrapped the energy and the stillness of before, before creation, before life. Life is the manifested reality we see now. He's showing me before form. <laughs> and he's, he's settling into it like a bed of feathers. Floating in eternal stillness. Full surrender. Thank you, sweet boy. Mm. He's inviting the listener now. <laughs> if you would like to tune in to him. You don't even need to know what he looks like. You're experiencing his energy through this podcast. You set the intention of saying, Hi, Noodle. Go from your head to your heart. Put your hand on your heart so that you can place attention to it. And with your heart, you say, Hi, Noodle. I would like to communicate with you. Do I have your permission? And allow whatever comes. Feel, see, hear, experience. If it's darkness and nothing, then that's the experience. Allow whatever comes and know that it is exactly what you need to experience. So I will be silent for a minute for you to have this experience and we will come back. <laughs> 
And when you're ready, you can come back to this space with me. Say thank you, Noodle. And Noodle is still present with you as he is with me. And we are in this portal together. The three of us. Noodle, I have a question for you. How can us humans better surrender? Well, he's already showing me the flaw in my question. <laughs> Let me reword this. Can you describe surrender in human terms? Something that we can take away as a practical daily step. Hmm. He's showing, use all of your senses to the best of your ability. Use your eyes to see, to see the beauty of the sunlight hitting the leaves, to see the beauty of the tree limbs reaching towards the sun, to hear the gentle breeze upon the leaves, to hear the birds, to smell the grass, the coffee brewing, the flowers, to smell the bark, to touch the ground, to feel the fabrics of your clothing. He's showing in every moment, he's bringing me back to taste. <laughs> tasting the inside of your mouth, really tasting your food. He's showing our ability every moment is the eternal present moment. It's all that is, is eternal presence. And when we slow down, we are in the stillness of it, which is actually going faster than the speed of light. It's like being in the middle, what I would imagine being in the middle of the eye of the storm where it is calm. Thank you, sweet boy. Thank you, noodle bug. Thank you to everyone listening. And we will see you next time. <laughs>